This episode of the Duct Tape Marketing Podcast is brought to you by the Duct Tape Marketing Consultant Network. Did you know that Duct Tape Marketing is more than a powerful system for small business marketing? It's also a network of independent marketing consultants around the world who use the Duct Tape Marketing methodology to help small businesses grow. Check it out at ducttape.me slash 123go. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Duct Tape Marketing Podcast. This is John Jance and my guest today is Agnes Cazera. She's a former product manager with Google, previously co-founder of FameBit and co-founder of Today Podcorn. So Agnes, welcome to the show. Thank you. It's a pleasure to get to chat with you. So one of the things I failed to mention is in uh, your former life, FameBit, and your current life of Podcorn have both been acquired by fairly large organizations and, and Google. I think there's a lot to unpack there and just hearing a little bit about your uh, journey because it's not necessarily the conventional Silicon Valley uh, journey, but certainly an ending for a lot of people, at least, uh, would love to hear how you do that. <laughs> yeah, I don't think there's a linear path to this. My background originally, actually, academically is a legal background. I was planning on finishing law school. But then during my journey there, I started like a side project subscription commerce company that led me to discover the problem that my, my previous company, FameBit, solved, which was basically connecting brands to YouTube stars for brand integrations. And yeah, we were acquired by Google in 2016, which was a dream come true for us and a perfect company for YouTube. We integrated into YouTube. And after spending some time at Google and YouTube and working on alternative monetization and seeing the incredible medium of podcasting blow up and see so many creators from other mediums, YouTube, Instagram, and others moving over into podcasting, diversifying their content, creating incredibly engaging storytelling type of content, we saw a huge opportunity for advertisers because we saw a lot of the same problems unfolding that we saw in the early days of video and wanted to to solve for that in, in podcasting. Yeah, as a podcaster who has uh, sold sponsorship and whatnot for many years, it's, it's been the Wild West in, in a lot of ways. A lot of brands directly, some agencies directly contact us. There certainly are platforms that are cropping up now, but it feels like we're still a little bit in the early days, but making a pretty significant transition to more organized platforms. Is that is that what you're seeing as well? Yeah, I think the there's a lot more innovation in the space. I think as you know, a lot more investor dollars have flowed into podcasting. As listenership has flowed, the creators have the number of creators have expanded, and and there's so much more content choices. The space is just flourishing overall, and that is definitely leading to more innovation being created in this space. Absolutely. And the reason we created Podcorn really is because we saw that there was no infrastructure for brands and podcasters to be able to collaborate directly. If you want, if you're a brand and you want to work with a podcaster, what do you do? Do you find them on Spotify or, or another platform? And even if you find them, how do you contact them? How do you negotiate pricing? And then how do you manage your campaigns at scale? There really was no infrastructure for that kind of stuff. There was 
traditional advertising opportunities. And even though current programmatic media buying is scalable, it sometimes can be inauthentic. And also podcasters and brands don't really have control on which shows their ads run against. And so we really focus and, and provide on the authenticity aspect of podcasting, more authentic and effective branded content options for brands and podcasters to do everything like interviews and host read segments, product reviews, how to's and, and others. So we strive to solve for that void in this space. So why, and again, this is, maybe there's hard data behind this. Maybe this is partly opinion, but why do you think podcasting has, you know, it's it has been around as a choice for 15, 16 years. Why do you think the last couple of years in particular, it has become such a, a popular medium, both with listeners and, and certainly then now with advertisers that are moving to it? Yeah, I think it's because audio has a special presence in daily moments, everything from cooking, working out, relaxing. Mm. It's an incredible medium for storytelling and podcasters can really help brands create inspiring, more differentiated content. If you look at a medium like Instagram, it captures someone's attention for 15 seconds. I think there's, you know, evidence that show a person scrolls past Instagram images every three to five seconds. YouTube, you capture someone's attention for 10 minutes and that's even already great for a brand visually. But then with podcasting, you have 30 to 90 minutes where mm -hmm. a lot of times listeners are tuned in the whole time and you can do something really authentic and, and creative and you're in people's heads and that's incredibly special. And the fact you know, people don't really listen to podcasts by accident, you search for topics that interest you, you search for creators that you want to learn from and Studies show that a lot of people seek out podcasts for personal help and knowledge. So that means that there's just a huge opportunity, I think, for brands to connect with consumers in the right moments and, and be there to educate them, whether it's fasting, crypto, sleep, meditation, self-help, entrepreneurship, pop culture. I, I think that what, what makes podcasts unique in as opposed to other mediums is that they get very niche and specific. There's an expert virtually on every topic and the barrier to entry to start a podcast is, is lower than video. So you have people who aren't necessarily videographers, but who are incredible topic experts who are incredibly influential. An aspect that never gets talked about enough, I think sometimes, but for me, the important element of podcasting is the portability. There's so many things that I can do while I'm listening to a podcast, passively listening. And I wonder if that, for a certain audience, if that actually makes it a very unique medium. Yeah, I, I think so. I think screen time is limited, whereas your time is limitless, right? Because right. people can be doing other things. They can be on the go, working out, taking a walk, cooking, as I said, doing chores and, and other things or being creative and artistic and consuming podcast content. So it really fits into our daily lives in a, in a really unique way, which, which makes it very engaging. Is there an ad unit? And I know that it, to, to many cases where a podcaster is the much like a radio personality that is reading uh, ads or that is talking about something that they uh, tried and liked. Is is there something about the sort of built-in native 
ad unit, if I don't even want to call it an ad unit, but but let's face it, that's what people are buying. Is there is there something about the the fact that it is a personality, if you will, that is really doing the ad that that makes it perhaps more effective than say a a broadcast show or something that then a disruption comes into the ad. Yeah, absolutely. And first and foremost, it's integrated natively into the episode. We allow podcasters to choose which types of brands they want to collaborate with. So they can, and, and the types of content that they're going to create to make it very episodically relevant for the listener. And it's weaved as part of the conversation versus an ad that might not relate to anything that the podcaster is talking about. So absolutely, that, that, makes, that makes a huge difference. So let's talk a little bit about how you have two very distinct audiences. You're kind of supply and demand as both your audiences. <laughs> let's talk uh, about those separately. If somebody, if a podcaster comes to you and says, yeah, I heard about this podcorn thing. Why would I use it? What do you do? What do you have to offer the podcaster that, that makes their life better? Yeah, that's a great question. So for podcasters, it's we don't sign podcasters into any contracts. There's no long-term obligations. They can think of us as an Airbnb for podcast sponsorships. They can come in, shop opportunities. It's completely free to sign up and browse and send proposals to brands. Podcasters have a very safe environment where they can collaborate with advertisers in a very secure workroom. We have a community team that's on standby for anything that goes wrong in the sponsorship. So we always ensure that podcasters get paid for the work that they do. We require brands to pay upfront immediately upon hiring a podcaster and we hold the money securely in escrow throughout the duration of the entire campaign. So there's a lot of security for podcasters that they are um, going to get paid. And yeah, and it's the constant flow of sponsorship opportunities so that you don't have to search for brands and try to cold email them. We bring those opportunities to you. All right. So you knew I was going to do this if I'm a brand <laughs> and I come to you. What do you have that makes my life uh, easier? Yeah. So for brands, it's discoverability that we're solving for first and foremost of incredible independent podcasters. We consolidate both independent podcasters and network talent under one roof. We have over 40,000 podcasters. We span virtually every vertical. So no matter the brand's niche, they can find something or a podcaster for them. It's free for brands to sign up, deploy a campaign. Within minutes of getting their campaign approved to the platform, brands can see proposals from podcasters coming up with creatives and fun things and, and different ways that they're going to integrate the brand. So we really eliminate the legwork for the brand. And on the brand side, it's also very safe because we hold the money securely in escrow. If anything does go wrong or a podcaster doesn't do what, what was agreed upon in the workroom, we do hold that money and can release it back to the brand. Brands also have the ability to review and approve every piece of content before it goes live. They can request edits before content goes live. Our secure workrooms provide FTC disclosure guidelines to podcasters and to brands on how to disclose properly to ensure all your content is legally compliant. And and yeah, the same as, as for the podcasters, we provide a lot of podcasters for brands to choose from that otherwise would be very difficult to find. Because one of the, the big problems that we are solving for brands is that if you're a brand, how do you find a podcaster? There's networks and studios and 
big agencies that have the very visible, big superstar podcasters that we are able to connect brands with as well. But then how do you discover podcasters who are within your niche, but might not be as big, but are up and coming or long and mid-tail? There's just a, a world of independent podcasters that brands have didn't have an access to before Podcorn. We help brands discover them. And let's face it, you're aggregating listeners for them as well, because that's probably as much... I think podcasts are getting pretty easy to find. But the reality is now you've got a spreadsheet of a bunch of podcasts that you've found that maybe add up to the numbers of listeners you're trying to get. And and being able to have a platform that can aggregate those for you is, is doing a lot of the work. Yeah, absolutely. And for brands that don't want to do the self-serve that do want a helping hand, we do also have a managed service program where Brands can leverage our in-house specialists to basically handle everything and run their campaign for them. So everything from curating the talent list, leveraging our platform, of course, for brand review and approval to managing the entire creative and campaign strategy on the brand's behalf, overseeing the content distribution to everything from like post-campaign reporting. Brands have a lot of options. They can go the self-serve route for any budget, or they can also get more help and do our managed service. And now let's hear a word from our sponsor, the Duct Tape Marketing Consultant Network. If you are a consultant or agency or coach, let me ask if any of these ring true. Do you have trouble getting in front of enough ideal clients? Are you constantly being forced to compete on price? Are you working too hard and not making enough money? I've got a free ebook for you. It's called The Seven Steps to Scale Your Practice or Agency Without Adding Overhead. You can go get it at ducttapemarketing.com slash no dash over. That's ducttapemarketing.com slash no dash over. Go get it today. So, so you maybe you don't have your hands in the day-to-day numbers of what's going on anymore at this point, but I'm curious, do you have any stories or, or at least case studies of podcasters that, you know, many podcasters don't make, didn't set out to try to make money and certainly aren't making money, but have built a bit of an audience. Do you have um, any folks that uh, that come to mind that have come to you and all of a sudden now they're monetizing their episodes? Oh, absolutely. Every day we get messages and, and love letters, to, so to speak, um, from podcasters who tell us how previously they were monetizing pennies per listener hour through traditional advertising because it's so heavily based on impressions and right. it doesn't allow for them to really be priced on their expertise or their influence or just like the length of the integration. If they're doing a dedicated interview with a brand, right, for them to be mm-hmm. priced on the creative So yeah, yeah, creators that have not been monetizing before at all are monetizing now. Absolutely. It makes a difference. Is there a figure that that, that if some podcaster fairly new to it came to you and said, hey, I'm thinking about trying to get some ads running, maybe thinking about coming to your platform, but I've only got, I don't know, let's say 500 downloads, 1,000 downloads. Is there a number that you tell people you have to get to here to get people's interest? To be honest, not necessarily because there's incredible value in podcasters of all sizes, again, because of like your topical expertise. But what we see podcasters get hired at is when you start getting 500 listeners per episode, 
on average, we see podcasters get hired a lot within that range because that's already enough, especially if you have a niche expertise in something that that the brands right. can leverage. Right. So yeah, I'd recommend if you get to 500 listeners per episode that you can definitely pursue opportunities. And we do see podcasters smaller than that get hired as well if they have a really great creative idea or they show incredible passion for the brand and and it's really well targeted for their listeners because everything we do is at scale. So brands don't just hire one-off creators for one-off campaigns on our platform. It's some brands like Usual Wines is an example. One of our clients, they've leveraged Podcorn to work with over a hundred podcasters who created over 360 unique ads for them. There's lots of opportunity within our model for podcasters of all sizes. It's all about the work that you put in, like the proposal that you sent to the brand and how passionate you are and, and all that stuff. But I, I recommend for podcasters who have under a thousand downloads to just pick a flat rate fee that makes sense for mm-hmm. them or or maybe bundle up their episodes to say, well, maybe we'll do three ads for the price of one for, for this brand. So it's worthwhile and they get a little bit more value and they t- take a chance on a podcaster that's just up and coming. So let's flip the other side of that. Do you have some shows on your platform that maybe are doing 100, 200, 300,000 downloads a month and this makes show for them, uh, this makes sense for them as well? Yes, absolutely. As I said, we consolidate both independent podcasters and network talent as well. We we have lots of network partners also that that we work with that we provide opportunities to their larger talent. And that's the nice thing about us is that we because we're a, a tech platform, we are able to feed the ecosystem at large. We have partnerships with hosting providers, we have partnerships with mm-hmm. networks, and, and we have creators of all shapes and sizes on our platform. And, and that's what we recommend for successful influencer marketing campaigns to really have a mix, to have a mix of creators of all sizes within your campaign. I'm curious, what has been, what's been the most... Uh important channel or tactic for marketing for Podcorn? For us? Um, yeah, for building your brand and your audience. Yeah, a lot of it is eating our own dog food. Like we we hire our own podcasters. We leverage the platform to hire our own podcasters to integrate conversations about Podcorn into their content. So that's worked for us. But honestly, it's been mostly organic growth and word of mouth through from podcasters who who have leveraged us to monetize. So we've been really lucky to to have growth right off the bat. As I said, we're over 40,000 podcasters and a lot of that has been organic. And then the other big channel for us, and, and I think, you know, that's a great tip for all entrepreneurs is partnerships, is to find the right partners to to help you grow and and our partners our hosting providers have really um, been helpful to us on that front so audio in general in in various formats um, we're talking about podcasting but so many people are starting to see I, I I can't remember the name of it but I got pitched on a brand new you know audio social platform today and obviously things like clubhouse are out there that are really doing something in the audio space so are we in just a let's scramble and figure out what works period with that? Or do you, what trends do you think are in, in audio are coming and that, that, that you think are going to stick? 
No, I think social audio is is definitely an important evolution. I think as far as it goes for advertising, I think it's it's a little bit trickier just because it's live content. So you don't have that brand safety and control as a brand that you do with regular podcast content. But absolutely, I do think it presents additional opportunities for advertisers to be part of real life conversations and get more deeper integrated into the community aspect. I think in general, podcasting as a medium has lacked a sense of community. If you look at other platforms such as YouTube or Instagram that are very community driven and the creators have a lot of interaction with the community that that has been lacking in podcasting. And that's to the detriment of the podcast ecosystem because it's a lot harder to go viral and and get yeah. discovered and all that stuff. So I, I think the future of podcasting is going to have more community tools being built. I, I do think that's a trend. And then the other trend I think we're moving into is personality-driven content. I think there's been a big focus on programmatic media buying, which, as I said, is scalable, but sometimes inauthentic. And I think right. we're going to move into a period and we are moving into it already where podcasters are really seen as celebrities and influencers and and yeah and I think that is going to shape advertising I think brands are going to become a lot more sophisticated and and around who they choose to work with and and who the personalities are behind the numbers of the content and mindful of of that yeah I, I tell you a direction I think is is going to play into all basically it's going to be a coming together of all those things you just mentioned i see influencers who maybe didn't have a traditional podcast but were doing live video and yeah. uh, doing youtube video are going to i think merge into that and i think a Absolutely. lot of podcasters i think a lot of podcasters are going to start doing live episodes that mm -hmm. then they that they then repurpose um, and that's that's going to answer maybe the community question yeah i think podcasting in general is an incredibly movable and unique medium because it's so already fragmented across different distribution channels and podcasters don't have a single home like a youtube mm -hmm. i think because right. of that is actually an advantage to how podcasting is going to infer i can't speak well, what's that word i'm trying to, to use infiltrate maybe or yes no, thank I'm, you I'm, thank you I am, <laughs> yes i'm struggling right now but exactly i think it's going to be part of every medium. And I think we're already seeing this, whether it's creating snippets of their podcast right. for Instagram or Twitter or creating podcasts on YouTube. I think podcasting is going to, to play a big role in, in all these other mediums or audio in general is going to, to take part there. And because of that, I think it's going to be even bigger than anyone can ever imagine. And, and for advertisers, I think it presents... A very special opportunity. Yeah. And I think actually we're seeing, and I remember this happened with blogs. When blogs came along, it was blog, blog. And, and then what people realized is it was just content. It didn't matter. The diary sort of blog structure yeah. didn't matter anymore. It was really content. And I think we're seeing that probably with podcasts. It doesn't really matter what you call it. It's not, doesn't have to be a traditional podcast. It's really just audio content that is consumable in ways that people want to consume it. Yeah, absolutely. I couldn't agree more. So Agnes, tell people where they can find out more about uh, Podcorn and pretty much anywhere else you want to send them. Yeah, um, just go to podcorn.com and sign up. It's free for both brands and podcasters to sign up and 
start collaborating. Thanks for stopping by the Duct Tape Marketing uh, Podcast. And hopefully we can run into each other one of these days when we all get back out there on the road again. Absolutely. I hope that happens. <laughs> all right. That wraps up another episode of the Duct Tape Marketing Podcast. I want to thank you so much for tuning in. Feel free to share this show. Feel free to give us reviews. You know, we love those things. Also, did you know that we had created training, marketing training for your team? If you've got employees, if you've got a staff member that wants to learn a marketing system, how to install that marketing system in your business, check it out. It's called the Certified Marketing Manager Program from Duct Tape Marketing. You can find it at ducttapemarketing.com and just scroll down a little and find that tab that says training for your team.